The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. All right. Welcome. Welcome back to another Unhinged Solo podcast. I used to be actually so afraid of solo podcasts and now I'm like, I kind of fuck with them. They can just like, one, I'm not interrupting anyone because it's just me. So like that's a treat for every troll here and there. And then, yeah, I just I've started to get I've started to trust myself more with these. But one thing that we should bring up immediately. Welcome to probably podcast, by the way, is the cold sore that I have on my lip. Like I did. I did a lot of things to try to cover it up. Um at one point, it was burning very intensely as I applied some sort of like Dior lip tattoo situation to it. I don't imagine Miss Dior ever intended for her products to be placed on open wounds. So uh, that one, it didn't work very well. So I just decided and I've actually and I was telling producer Courtney this. I was uh, I've had this fucking cold sore for a week now and I've been, you know, still on social media doing my thing, annoying the world with my stories 24 seven. And I brought up, I mean, like, it's like an elephant in the room. You have like a giant scab on your lip, right? So I was like, obviously I have a cold sore. Um, I had got them from, like, I told the story on my Instagram, but like, I got sun poisoning on my lips and Turkey, Turks and Caicos, which first of all, a pretty fabulous way to get cold sores if I do say so myself. But um, yeah, I got sun poisoning. And now from, for the rest of my life, I guess, because I, it turned into a giant blister. If I ever get sunburnt, um, I'll get this same exact spot cold sore. But I've never gotten one. I know you can get them. My doctor had told me, he's like, you'll get them now if you get sunburnt. You'll get them now if you're stressed out um, or really sick. And I know a lot of people, like my dad gets cold sores. He has his whole life. I remember thinking how lucky I was that I didn't get them. But that's the issue because that's like where the stigma comes in, right? I remember being like, ew, sick. I'm so glad I don't get those disgusting things because that's literally how the world makes you think of them. And like, yeah, it's not a vibe to have one of these. But for the love of God, it's not like disgusting. And so anyways, yeah, when I started getting them, I was like, fuck, but guess who I called right away? I was like, yo, dad, what do you do for these? And he's like, talked about the tingle. Like when you feel the tingle, you should try to take the medicine, whatever. I still haven't nailed down the tingle feeling, but I'll tell you one way I've never gotten them. I only ever started getting them from being sunburnt again. This, uh, this time was from stress. And I know that for sure because it's fucking February in Nashville and I haven't left and it's literally so cold and dreary here. So it could be from the sun. But uh, I did, you know, I did go under contract for building a home. Me thinks that might be why I'm a little stressed. So anyways, yeah, I I basically talked about it on social media, just like whatever, I have this yada yada. And I got so many messages being like, thank you so much for talking about this. Like people don't talk about it. People think it's weird. There's a stigma behind it. 
I also got messages being like, ooh, why the fuck would you admit you have these? And I'm like, you're the problem. You're the fucking problem. Like, this is this is a very normal thing. I think if you Google it, there's like fucking 80, 80% of the population has them, right? So you're like, okay, why is this such a big deal? And why are we made, why are people trying to stress us out more when we got this shit from stress? Like, it's just so, and then and then people told me they get them, they're so stressed out about getting them that sometimes they'll get one from being stressed out about getting one. I'm like, this is a fucking, this is vicious, okay? So I'm here to say, if you have a fucking cold sore, it is what it is. I'm also not gonna act like I don't care that I have them. Like, I'm definitely like not a vibe. I'd rather not have one. And when my movers came from New York, actually, I was like, oh, they're gonna see my cold sore. Why the fuck would I care about the movers from New York seeing my cold sore? Why would I care about them? Like, what? Like, I'm sure they're nice people, but like, why would I fucking care about them, you know? So it's a constant inner battle of me always having to be like, it's fine, it's fine. And if you're listening to this and you don't have cold sores, congratulations. I was you for a very long time, 25 glorious years of my life. But maybe you could just like relax and like not be like, you're nasty. Like we know not to drink after someone when we're, you know, have a cold sore. Like you don't have to like tell us. We all People love to be like, you know, you shouldn't drink after anyone. I'm like, eh, no fucking shit, Sherlock. I got it. Like I know I'm the one that has this thing. So anyways, I appreciated everyone coming through on the whole, like, thanks for destigmatizing cold sores. Because, like, again, not a vibe, but not that big of a deal. And I was sad. A lot of people were saying they, like, call out of work and stuff because they have them or they hide in their house. Let me tell you something. It's Friday night. I'm going out on the motherfucking town tonight, okay? And she's coming with me. She's coming. She's vibing. She's going to take the tequila shots with me. Maybe be a nice little antiseptic. Like, what is it? Antiseptic? Anyways, we're going out on the town, and me and Little Miss Cold Sword, we're going to have fun. We're not going to, you know, spread it. We're just going to have fun. Uh, okay, so that was, I don't know, like, I've been getting a lot of positive me. I'm like, should I get Cold Sword more often? I'm getting, like, really popular. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback, and I just didn't realize it was, you know, so big of a, like, it was such a thing. I guess I've only had them for like four years now, but like, yeah, I didn't realize it was such a thing. And if you guys need me to be the cult leader of Cold Sword, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be, I'll be, I'll do it. I love being in charge of something. So I'll do it. Count me in. Okay, something else I wanted to talk about. Sometimes people ask me like, what books are you reading right now? Or what shows are you watching? Books, it's always going to be the Alex Cross novels by James Patterson. I'm on book number 26 out of 29. I'm now in my phase where I'm edging them, where I'm just like trying really hard not to like finish them because I just really want the big, the big O at the end. You know, I'm just like, I'm sad for it to end. So yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm inching, I'm crawling through those. Um, when I'm done, I'll have to switch to something else. I'm sure it'll be something else about murder because I love reading about horrible, horrible murders that could happen to people that are like me. And then I'm always wondering, why am I so scared that I'm going to get murdered? It me. It, I'm the, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Okay. We have to reference Taylor Swift at least one time in every podcast or else it's not a really po- a podcast from probably a podcast. So I will go to the shows I'm watching. I'm kind of all over the map. Uh, I finished like the, I like a long haul show. Like I really love starting something that already has eight seasons. Like that just like makes me so happy because then it can just like become this like comfort thing that I watch before I go to bed. So I started Righteous Gemstones just on a whim because one of my friends Beck was like, it's the funniest show ever. Like you have to watch it. I don't know if you guys have seen this show. It's got Adam Devine in it. He's from Workaholics, right? And then uh, the guy from uh, the Ricky Bobby, what's that movie called? Not Too Fast, Too Furious, but what's a good shake and bake? Blades of Glory. No. Damn, I love Will Ferrell, though. Talladega Nights, yes. Okay, so anyways, it's just like a stacked, like, really good crew of funny people. And they're basically doing, like, a, a spoof on these, like, 
mega 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 churches you know and like obviously no shade and they make it they make the whole like thing way more like absurd like i'm sure most pastors aren't doing these things or they are who knows but it's like you know they have the private jets they like do all this stuff so anyways i think it's kind of a spoof on joel olstein more than anything but regardless they have made it the funniest thing ever and i'm i just like cackle like the girl in the show, she's so hilarious. She's like, I'm a GM Stone They all talk like this. I'm a GM Stone Daddy. Slap me too, Daddy. Like, they literally talk like that. And I don't know how to explain that. It's just like, it's so hilarious to me. So that's what I'm currently watching. Um, I usually, I got in a really big fixation of like, uh, before I met James, I swear. But it was like this fixation on like the royal family because I was obsessed with the crown. And then I watched Downton Abbey, which Downton Abbey wasn't, which by the way, you fuckers gate kept Downton Abbey for me no one ever messaged me being like you should watch Downton Abbey I was obsessed with Outlander which is very much that same vibe and not one of you were like you know what you'd really like Downton Abbey until the day I watched it and now I understand why everyone's obsessed with it like it's so so good I watched the movies I watched the show I love it but um yeah I got on a really big kick of just like that like history piece history pieces and then now I'm just in this like wormhole of like pure hilarious comedy and I love it um so that's what I'm watching right now. But let's get to the million dollar question. As you guys know, if you follow me on Instagram, um, the girl who literally just talked about how she is going to continue to rent because who knows where she'll live. Maybe she'll move to London. Maybe she'll live in Bali for a year. She never knows. So she is buying a house. Not only is she buying a house. Also, we said what we said. It's a year of financially smart people. And this is a financially smart decision. I think you guys would all agree. So this is crazy for me because I'm not only just buying a house I'm building a home and let me tell you something that I'm not good at like the details of things like I just as you guys probably know by listening to this podcast I saw this meme the other day it was so funny it was like my I don't have a one track mind I have like four tracks there's six trains on each one they're all nearly missing each other as they swing by I'm like that's my brain I agree and so anyways yeah I I truly don't have the brain that is like obsessed with like the details for building a home because so much goes into it. So I'll break it down from start to finish. How did this all come about, right? So Taylor called me and everyone has a best friend that's listening to this, right? Or like someone that you're so, so, so close to, a sister, a mom, whatever, might be your best friend, might be a family member, who knows? And could be your husband. And you all know what I'm talking about whenever I say, you know, when they're like setting you up to like, break the news of something they're like they're like setting you up to pull you back down and I just like could tell she was calling me and she was like so what she texted me was like I need to call you which her and I you know, are on the phone 24 7 so that wasn't weird but I was like okay so I was like okay call away fire it up sister and she's like so and she like here's she starts saying the scene new year new wardrobe however all of y'all know I said I am trying to save shmoney in 2023. We are turning this into a finance podcast, remember? Okay, no, we're not. I'm kidding about that. But I am not kidding about an amazing shopping hack that I have for y'all. Fashion Pass. Now, Fashion Pass is amazing because it takes the commitment and massive price tags off of amazing designer pieces. You're able to rent these gorgeous clothes and it's unlimited for a flat price. And they legit have the best brands. They got for Love and Lemons, Amanda Upperchurch, Free People, Show Me Your Moo Moo, and tons more. But honestly, I'm just listing a few of my faves right there. You can swap out your items as many times a month as you want. So it feels like you're just consistently shopping and getting new clothes every week. But for literally a fraction, a sliver 
of the price. I am currently on the trendsetter plan, so I get to pick four clothing items in every order, or I could pick three clothing items and two accessories, which is usually what I tend to do because I'm just a gal that loves a funky, cool piece of jewelry or like a fun bag to make my outfit pop. I honestly, I just find myself wanting these really cool, trendy pieces because as y'all know, because I've said it time and time again, I am the consumer. I will follow a trend baby, but then I'm just like over them in like a month or two, you know, because I'm human and that's how it works. So this just saves me so, so much money in that regard. And I don't want to gatekeep it from y'all. The shipping is super fast. They handle the cleaning for you. So no worries there. Just send it back in the pre-labeled bag they give you. And also if you do fall in love with the piece and you decide, Hey, this is more of a staple than a trendy piece. You can buy it from fashion pass and they give you mega discounts towards the purchase, like legit 30 to 70% off. And every month I get a $10 purchase discount that counts towards anything I buy. I have got a killer discount code for you guys as well. If you go to fashionpass.com and use code probably at checkout, you'll get $60 off your first month so that you can try it for literally $29. That's unlimited rentals for just $29 with the code probably. You're welcome. She, she's laying the groundwork. This is what she does. So obviously, as you know, like we have like no room left in our house. To be fair, true. The bitch almost threw away her wedding dress the other day. I had to like talk her off the ledge. She was like, I mean, I told Mike, we didn't even have anywhere to store this wedding dress because like every closet in the house is filled. Like all that, like obviously they have, they're about to have their third kid. They now have no more guest rooms because, you know, their kids need the rooms. And then I get it. Like they just, they need, they have too much stuff and they have too many little living human beings that are associated with them, their daughters that are associated with them. What a fucking weird thing to say. <laughs> Walker's like, hi, I'm associated with Taylor. <laughs> so stupid. Um, okay, so anyways, they just have these like, you know, family needs, which are they need more space. I have always known that. That is very true. So anyway, she was like, I don't have room to store my wedding dress. And Mike was like, you shouldn't say stuff like that. And she was like, where am I supposed to put it? And I was like, put it in my house. Anyways, they need more room. So I knew this. So she's like, you know, obviously you of all people, like you're over all the time, you know, like we are, we are running out of space to put stuff and have stuff. Mike has like four storage units, <laughs> like no shade, but like that's just fucking crazy. Like four storage units, right? They have two sheds in their back, like two offices, whatever. They just ran out of space. I was like, yes, I am very aware. You need more space. And she's like, and you know how obviously, and I'm making, I'm giving you guys, shockingly, I'm giving you the Reader's Digest. The bitch went on for like, 15 minutes I almost wanted to be like okay get to the point what are you what are you doing because she's like so and you know how we've always or as long as you've known me I've always wanted to live in Franklin and like raise my children in Franklin which if you guys are listening to this and you're not familiar with the area so Nashville is Nashville obviously like tons of families live here it's um a bustling booming city it's great but like um more rural is definitely Franklin more land more like families live out there like it, it's uh it's a lot more how would you describe a producer, Courtney? Because you get you get it. You've lived here for a long time. More family oriented than living in a big city like Nashville. I'm just repeating what she said. But yes, exactly. So it's just like, you know, it, it's like your normal big city. But there's also like neighborhoods with sidewalks. The street that Taylor and I live on. I mean, we live like seven, ten houses away from each other on the same street. There are no sidewalks. People always see me in my car heading to Taylor's. I'm like, heading to Taylor's. They're like, why do you drive? And I'm like, because I'll literally get mowed down by some idiot coming off Broadway going 55 on our residential street. Like. I'm scared to check my mail. And then I'm not being dramatic. Like Courtney even said, like, you do not walk on the street. I'm like, I know it's crazy. It's too scary. So, you know, she's like, you know, I've always wanted to live in Franklin. I'm like, for sure. You have said that since I've known you. Yes. And then like she maybe she listed like two or three more things. She's like, so, oh, it's a really good time in Nashville to sell a home and they own their current home. So I'm like, yeah, I definitely think you guys should sell your home soon. 
And she's like, so we're talking to our friends who like live in this neighborhood now. And I, I know these two friends of hers, Kyle and Clay, I love them. And so I was like, yeah, cool. And she's like, so we basically, she was like, you know, there's another lot because this neighborhood is like building right now. It's like under phase one and two. Like there's the, most of the neighborhood's not completely finished yet. It's just like a lot of lots, empty lots right now. And so I would, she was like, so I'm buying a lot or we, we knew one was open. It has a basement. You know, I really want a basement for tornadoes. She's more scared of tornadoes than I think I am. Like, it's really crazy. But she also has kids and dogs to worry about. So I get that. Oh, yeah. She also has two dogs. That's pretty crazy. That's You need space for that, too. So anyway, she goes on to say, and I'm like, me, I'm just, I'm on the phone. It's not FaceTime. So I'm on the phone and I'm like, mm-hmm. And I'm in New York, by the way. So I was moving from, I was getting all my stuff ready to move out of New York to Nashville, back to Na- all my stuff back to Nashville. And I'm just sitting there. My eyes are just blinking like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And she's like, so... I just think that's like the smart thing to do for my family right now. And I was like, totally agree. First of all, let me tell you something about me and how I'm a friend. I'm a fucking good friend, right? I actually care about my friend. I don't care about being friends with my friend as much as I care about my friend, if that makes sense. My friendship with her is one thing that I love and I'm very appreciative of. But the thing I care about is Taylor. So like, I'm not going to, and I get asked all the time, like, how are you guys still so close when y'all are in totally different parts of your life? And I'm like, because I care about Taylor more than I care about our friendship. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Okay. I just like really care about her. So I want what's best for her and I, our friendship will follow. It'll follow suit. It'll be fine because I care about her. So I want what's best for her. So I decide not to go the route. Although I'm going to put a little sidebar here that she definitely knows I'm going to say. The only sidebar I have, (laughs) the, the caveat, if you will to my generously just super happy for her moment right the bitch did tell me she wasn't moving because I resigned my lease here and I called her and I was like well I just got the papers to resign my lease like just making sure you're staying because like I want maybe I'll explore other options or get a smaller place or just travel with James like who knows but I'll resign this lease like just making sure you're staying here and she was like girl I wish like I wish I was moving but no I'm staying and we're staying for sure and I was like okay signed the dotted line sent it in Luckily for me, my lease had an option to go to month to month, which is what I'm doing now until my house is built. But anyways, I didn't have to bring that up as a little like stabbing factor. I'm like, you did just tell me to resign my lease because you definitely weren't leaving, but that's okay. Um, so anyways, I tell I'm really happy for her. I'm like, you know, you got to do what's best for your family. This is what your family needs. You have three like little tiny baby girls that depend on you, your husband. You got two dogs. You got to do what's best for you. She's like, I know. And it sounds so stupid, but I'm just like, I know we'll only be 20 minutes away, but I'm just like sad to be leaving like how close we always are to each other's homes and I was like I know but I'll come all the time like at the end of the day like I only hang out with you really anyways in town like all my other friends have moved on it's like all of them moved to Florida so I was like it's it's fine like we'll we'll make it work it's it is it is what it is at the end of the day I'm happy for you and I told her that and I meant that and then she says which this is what I was just telling producer Courtney I'm like it's so funny how I now realize what was happening but at the time I like to think that I'm like a smart cookie you know I'm not I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, but sharpest tool in the shed. There you go. But like, I, I'm not, you know, dumb. Let me tell you how fucking dumb I was. I was like, she did that thing where you, you make someone think something's their idea. She like planted a seed. And then I thought I grew the whole tree. I'm like, uh, I have a crazy idea. So this is what happened. So she tells me that her dad, her dad lives in Hawaii, but they're like, uh, own a real estate company, very big in like investment properties and stuff. And um, I've known that her dad was trying to find a house here to buy that he could Airbnb for a while because Taylor and Mike had always said, like, they'll help them out with it, whatever. So um, I she goes, yeah, so my dad, she goes, there's a lot, an empty lot right next door. 
because this is a big question. Everyone's like, okay, so you guys both bought in Franklin, but you have the lots to build houses next door to each other. And I'm like, okay, so hear me out. So she's like, my dad, you know, there's a lot next door. I'm like, cool. Me, I'm like, would never be like, oh, I should buy it. So I was like, cool. And she's like, well, my dad wanted to buy it and Airbnb it. And I was like, oh, good idea. And she's like, but he can't because they don't do short term leases there. You can only have like a long term renter there if you buy a house there. And I was like, cool, cool. And I was like, oh, so he should buy the house and I could rent for him. Me always trying to rent a place. <laughs> like, I guess it's just what I'm used to. And it just seems like it's not too big of a commitment. I was like, oh, so I'll rent the house from your dad. She's like, I don't think he'll do that. Like, not because of me, just because she's like, he wanted to do like an Airbnb that could turn around more money. And I was like, yeah, okay, fair. And then I was like, should I buy the lot next door? And she's like, what? Huh? That's crazy. And I was like, I just thought of that. And she's like, I had this, I haven't even thought, would you? Could you? And I was just like, now I look back. And she also, she told me, she's like, yeah, I fully like was going to say that to you. I just didn't want to say it first. I wanted you to come up with the idea. So that worked. I don't know if that's reverse psychology, but it's some sort of psychological warfare that I absolutely fell into. So I was like, okay. But then the next question was, as you guys know, if you listen to Influencing 101, like, can I get a loan? Can I do these things? Now, uh, I don't know if anyone knows this about me. I tried to buy a house in 2020. Um, My ex and I, well, he wasn't buying it with me. It was me buying it. But like, we were in the process of like, you know, going to buy a house and it didn't work because I basically would have had, it would have been like a shit show trying to get the loan. And it was just like, it, it was not the right time. I mean, I look back now and I'm, am I a little thankful that yes, I didn't get that house because me and my boyfriend ended up breaking up like four months later. I think maybe it might've been a lot harder for me to break up with someone if we lived in a home, like b- bought a house. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. I was very upset at the time that it fell through. I was like, fucking classic me, can't get a loan for anything. Like, like I was upset. And now I look back and I'm like, what a literal blessing in disguise. So another tiny little lesson and cliche that everyone knows, but things be happening for a reason. Okay. The biggest, greatest things in your life that you think are like meant to be, if they don't happen, they actually are not in fact meant to be. Okay. Or else they would have happened. So I, um, yeah, I, I was worried about that. And so I talked to Mike. I mean, Mike knows everything about my finances. He might as well have the, you know, account banking passwords to my accounts. And I, he was like, listen, you can do this. And he gave me this pep talk. And he was like, and I was like, but I tried to buy the house. Remember it fell through. He's like, that was three years ago. You've shown credit. You've done this. You have a loan on your boat, which is like you've paid off and you're showing great credit there. Like he gives me all this like jargon that I still am trying to understand finance jargon. And he gives me this like pep talk. And then I call my parents and my parents were like, this is such a good idea. You know, everyone in my life has been wanting me to buy a house, but it's never just like really worked out. Then I also think to myself something that's very important to me right now in my life, my relationship with James. Like, like if I buy a house, is he going to be like, oh, I wanted to like live in Bali for a year with you. Or I wanted to like, you know, travel, like go scuba diving in France. Can he do that? Um, For six months. Um, So I was just like, this is obviously my decision, but I look at James as like a massive part of my future. So I just wanted to like make sure he wasn't like, oh, you're playing roots. So I call my mom. They're ecstatic. They're like, you should do this. My mom and dad give me another pep talk. They're like, you got this. You got this. We know what your credit is. You can do this. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. But I'm like stressed and scared. So everyone hypes me up. I decide I'm going to do it. I I call a lady because in Nashville and Franklin, you got to fucking move fast. So it's a Tuesday. I'm trying to pack all my shit up in New York because the movers show up the next day to move me out on Wednesday. I tell the lady, like, I can't come see the lot till Thursday. She was like, we can't hold it till Thursday. Well, she didn't say we can't hold it till Thursday, but she was just like, there are two other people behind you that are ready to to get the lot and, like, build the home and, like, put, you know, down on the on the home, say, we're doing it. And I was like, ooh. And so here's the thing. 
that's not like a sales tactic in Nashville and surrounding cities like Franklin. When someone says there's two people behind you to buy, there fucking is. Like there is and they will do it before you and you have such little time. I tried to pull all the sympathy cards. I was like, you know, it's my best friend. Like I'm the godmother to her children. To live next door would be a dream. Like I just like did this whole thing. I was like, is there any way? Because I'm also, I'm impulsive, but I'm not going to not see physically with my eyes, see a lot of land in the area of the place. I mean, do I trust Taylor? Yes, for sure. Like everything she likes, I usually like, but I didn't want to be so crazy to be like, here's my down payment. And and then like drive there and have a heart palpitation because I'm like, I'm not ready to live in Franklin because, you know, it's less like party, going out, whatever. But like, honestly, I, all I do is Postmates food to my house and Taylor's house these days. Anyways, I'm not as crazy as a party girl as I used to be. So I don't need to be five minutes away from Broadway anymore, realistically. So but I still wanted to make sure, like I said, that I didn't drive out there and think oh, I can't do this. I'm not ready for suburbia. So I did. So I drove out there. I loved it. Luckily, the lady was so sweet and did give me till Thursday to decide. We walked the lot. This is so funny. When you go to build a house, the amount of times you have to walk a lot that has nothing on it because they have to tell you about the grading and the soil and the pipes. And it's freezing here in Nashville. So we're just like walking around in February. It's so muddy. We have these like rain boots on. There's mud everywhere. And they're like, all right, so the sloping indention of this patch land. And I'm just like, what is he saying? Like, what is he saying? I don't understand any of this. But you have to go and do all these like what? Sorry, lot walks. Like you just have to do them. It's interesting. So I go do a lot walk and I say yes. And that's basically how it came to fruition. And it's really cool because like I said, like if we're building. So um, I basically have to like give them. So it's a I don't know if this is a proper term, but I, I think it's they're called spec homes. So it's basically where they already have the layout to the house. So I can I got to pick everything in the house. I sat down and had a design meeting. Obviously, I brought Taylor because I was like, I don't understand shit. And my my ass will be picking like light brown like ceiling fans and like wood that's too dark for the paneling on the fireplace like I just like my brain does not work like that so and it's hard to visualize I'm just like a really visual person so like I can't Taylor's dream come true would be to build a custom home like her for her to pick out every single little detail and 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 tell where each wall should be that literally sounds like my worst nightmare like my dream 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 is to like buy a home that someone custom built and is fabulous like I just don't I can't relate to like wanting to have the responsibility of making all these plans and details. So I'm thankful that this home, they've kind of picked out a lot of things for you in the sense of like the layout of the home. Like, for instance, if you wanted to, to move your master bedroom from downstairs, upstairs, you can't. Like that's the layout is the layout. But I was able to pick the cabinets, the finishes, the tiles on the floor, the bathroom, like everything, the paint on the walls, the paint outside, the shutters. You were able to pick a lot of stuff, which was cool. The design meeting was like five hours. But um, oh yeah, I forgot the part where I did. I called James after I, you know, my parents were really happy for me. Everyone's like, this is smart. This is financially a very good decision for you. I'm like, okay. And I was like, hey, I know you said you loved Asheville and you could totally see yourself here one day, but like, so you like mean that though, right? Cause like I'm going to buy a house. And he was like, yeah, like I love, love, love Nashville. Like I really do. And I was like, so you're not going to like in six months be like, this is crazy, but that's good scuba. I don't know why I keep saying scuba diving in France for six months. I don't know if people do that, but, um, he was like, no, like, I love this idea. But like, here's the thing. People are like, so what does this mean for you and James? What does this mean? He and I are still on this, like, uh, you know, the, the U.S. government does not love when people are not born here, when people are not citizens of the United States. They're not like obsessed with the idea. So, you know, it's you still got to work through that. You still got to figure that out. So he's going to obviously be here a lot more. And then I'm going to be with him like like still probably a good amount like traveling, but you know, I'll have a home. So I'll, I'll want to be home in Nashville. And I think 
it means if I had to put a label to it, it would mean he's going to come to me more often. But like I said, like he's not a citizen of the United States. So there are restrictions at play there. So uh, a lot of people are like, so he's moving here. I'm like, what do you do? He technically couldn't. Like he has to get a visa. Like the process is complicated. Okay. So like, I don't know the answer to that. Not because he and I aren't sure of each other, but because we aren't sure of the, the U.S. government systems that are in play. I, I That's the only answer I have for that. So anyways, everyone's excited. Everyone's whatever. And yeah, I mean, I got to pick all this stuff out. I was really, really pumped because they are spec homes in the sense that they already have all the layout and stuff. They go up pretty quick. So like I kept telling people, and this is, I'm probably going to jinx it. I need to knock on all the wood in here. But like I keep telling people, yeah, my house is slated to be finished in July. There's not a single piece of lumber on the lot right now but it should be finished in July which is is that five months from now yeah so like everyone's like that's fucking crazy and I agree I'm like that's fucking crazy but apparently these houses can go up so fast because they know how to put them up because they put up very similar ones all the time so we shall see um when my movers packed up my stuff in New York they which by the motherfucking way holy crap like the difference from let's just read let's just go back to the bedless Dutchman and think Think back to that moving experience and the pod and our Lord and Savior. Uh, gosh, what was his name that helped me? It was like Phil or something. What was his name? The guy, the sweet man that was just there to drop the truck off and not move my shit. And he helped me move all my stuff in. He was literally amazing. I'll remember his name. We got to give justice to him. Um, so what's it, Roger? I don't know. So anyways, it was a complete and total like different situation. Like they came. I actually, I used Piece of Cake Moving, which I collaborated with them, which was great. And they were wonderful. And they packed up all my stuff within like three hours in New York. And then they put it in a truck. And the truck came from New York like maybe a week later. Bert! His name was Bert. Oh, shouts out to Bert. Again, if you have daughters or any children, they're so lucky to have you. They're so lucky to have you, Bert. Thank you again for moving me while a lifeless man just slept away in a very comfortable bed. Okay? Just still need to reiterate that. So anyways, um, yeah. So I they packed it all up. And then it was like a week because it was in a giant 18 wheeler that like uh, basically like houses a bunch of different people's stuff and all your boxes are labeled, whatever. I'm laughing because he goes, yeah, we have four more drops in Nashville. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, like four people. I was like, wow, that a lot of people from New York moving to Nashville. He's like, yeah, we move this truck to Nashville all the time. I was like, crazy. Um, so anyways, I, I was like, you can just put, I originally had this whole grand plan of like putting my furniture from new york into my guest room here and like making it bougie and beautiful and whatever and now i'm like that makes no fucking sense i know i'm not moving for six months but like why would i unwrap all this stuff that just needs to be wrapped up again for like movers to move my stuff here like the amount of times i move in my life do you know that every year i've lived in nashville i've moved i think this is a pretty common thing for people that live here too and in any like big city like that like a new york or whatever but like seriously the amount of times i've moved i've lived in nashville for nine years my nine-year anniversary for living here is actually this month and I have moved in Nashville I think seven times this this will be the eighth so like every single year I've lived here I've moved it's it's chaotic my parents are so fucking over me they're like we're not doing it anymore okay I'm like okay but I left everything in the garage which my movers loved that because they were like perfect we don't have to pull all this stuff upstairs unwrap it and then take the trash away and set your beds up this is great I'm like yeah just leave it in there so that was a glorious experience and I really liked that a lot of people were asking me like okay what are you doing every podcast you say like this is the year we're being financially smarter we're saving money whatever people are like what are you doing like can you give us any tips like I also want to do that this year and I'm here to tell you I just don't know if you guys were on your fucking bufante shit like I was I would really 
be like very pleased to know if y'all were so I wouldn't feel so psycho but essentially like I just like stopped shopping so much because the amount of time here's what I would do in my head and I saw this really funny TikTok that was like I wish people told you that when you become an adult how many times you have to spend $40 like the amount of time someone's like oh it's only like $40 okay you have $40 oh this would be $40 I'm like it's the $40 $40 and for me that would be like $100 $100 $200 $200 and I had this like idea that in my head I'm like it's fine because okay listen I don't have kids I don't have a husband I don't have um I own my car I don't have many like payments other than rent right like the other than that, like, I don't have a lot of bills. I don't have a lot of, like, responsibility in this life right now. So I would just, like, think, like, I'm not spending that much money. Whereas, like, someone like Taylor is so much smarter with her money because she budgets exactly what she needs for, like, this, for this, for that, for this, for this. I just was never paying attention to the money coming out. And so once so I hired a bookkeeper, which you guys don't have to hire a bookkeeper. You can just, like, download uh, QuickBooks or something. And when you start looking at the amount of money that's coming out for the dumbest shit the dumbest shit or the amount of times that like uh like a company would like do something and it'd be like two hundred dollars and I and I would like call them and they wouldn't answer and I'd be like mm, oh well I guess I lost not two hundred dollars no pick up the fucking phone call them until they answer and they better give you your two hundred dollars back and so I yeah I started just caring more about the dollars in my account like I'm like no these are my dollars I earned them they don't need to just fly out of the window and then another thing for me personally I don't need any more purses. I have to keep telling myself, you don't need any more purses. You don't need any more designer, stupid logo covered jackets. Like you don't need it. Nobody actually cares. And if they do care, they saw you do it. They, they've, they've seen the logos on you, bitch. Like they get it. You can buy a, a Louis coat. Like congrats, bitch. And so like once I kind of, I'm growing, she's evolving, growth. Once I've kind of decided like I don't need to like, sh like do shit like that. Like I don't need to wear a jacket that has like LVs all over it. Now am I going to still wear the ones that I own? Yes. But it's not like a top priority in my mind. I I like sold some stuff that I hadn't worn in forever, like some designer pieces. And I truly have like stopped shopping. And when I have the urge to just even like get on like Revolve or like maybe like a website to just like shop for some outfits, I tells myself, I says to myself, bitch, you have clothes. Bitch, you got clothes. You have fucking clothes. Go in your closet and go look at some clothes. And here's another thing that's really helpful. If you're like, no, but Shannon, you have clothes. I don't have clothes. You do. I'm looking at you. You have clothes, bitch. So this is a really cool thing that is um, this new app. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called TikTok. And you could go on fucking TikTok and you can find these these girls that like break down things in your closet and they like create these outfits like with stuff that everyone in their closet has. Right. But you've never thought to put them together. Like go find those like like, go absolutely do that. Stop spending $200 to buy 80 things on Shein. And if you really want to buy something, buy, like, a nice blazer that you can put with, like, 18 different outfits, right? Like, or a nice pair of jeans that you can wear 100 times. I'm just, like, really, we all, as collectively as women, I know we fucking do this. We all think we have no clothes. We have clothes. We've just got to, like, reinvent our, our piece, our, like, outfits with said clothes. And we can do it. We can totally do it. I have faith in us. That is what I've been really... I've told myself, like, I'm in a cool position in the sense that, like, you know, Revolve sends me clothes every once in a while. I, I'm like, okay, take advantage of that. If you have someone sending you clothes, you do not need to buy more clothes. So, yeah, that was where a lot of the money was going. And then I'm going to just say it. Postmates. I get your fucking ass up and go to the grocery store. Don't want to. Don't want to. Not going to. Right. That's why I like Home Chef. That's why I like Thrive. That's why I like hello fresh every subscription i can get to just not have to go to the grocery store i love that and you know that but 
here's the issue with like ordering food from Postmates from restaurants around town. If I'm really hankering for like a, a restaurant that's only natural, let's just say Sunda. I love Sunda. It's a sushi place here. You guys would love it too. Check it out if you ever come. Um, the chef there, his name is Chef Mike. He's amazing. Um, let's say I'm really hankering for that. Okay. Call, order it, go pick it up, bitch. Go pick it up. Like I literally was saving that that's like an extra like $11 for like taxes, fees, services, tipping the driver. Like all so that I could just have it sitting on my porch. Like get up and go pick up your your to-go food. Like I'm doing little things like that, trying to be better about it's it's the small things that were, were really affecting me. Like it's the just letting $40 here go, letting $60 here go, 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 go. And it the shit adds up. It really does. So you know, don't deprive yourself of the simple pleasures of life. If something very important to you is getting a Starbucks coffee every day, bitch, get your Starbucks coffee every day. But you should be, we should all be paying closer attention to like our money in general. So that's my um, finance advice for you guys. Uh, I also got asked about like boundaries. And so I was thinking about it. It was when Anna Grace and I were doing our 2022 autopsy. This is something that I think I did really well in 2022. And I talked about it a little bit in that episode, but um, people were like, okay, so you did it well, but how'd you do it? So I was horrible at boundaries, horrible. Taylor and Anna Grace are so good at them. And I think it, it stems from me being such a people pleaser. Like that's another cult I could be the leader of, People Pleasers Anonymous and Cold Source. I'm your girl. Um, but I, I really think it stems from that because my issue with boundaries is I am continuously, and I don't know if you guys suffer from this, I am continuously assured, I am just sure that I am upsetting someone. I'm always thinking like that someone's going to be offended by me saying no, that someone's going to be upset that I didn't answer their call because I was busy, that that I'm going to make someone feel small and like they're going to be upset with me. And like I was like the girl, how obnoxious, but I was the girl growing up that was like, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Like I couldn't stand I, st- I still can't really, I don't really like it. I know y'all are like, how do you not give a fuck? I'm like, I'd be giving fucks. I'd be giving fucks. But I don't like when people that I love in my life and care about and, and you know, r- my ride or dies, I don't like the idea of them being mad at me. Like, I've like had crippling anxiety before thinking producer Courtney is upset with me. I'm like, oh no, is she upset with me? Like, I just don't want anyone to, to be upset with me. So that was always an issue for me in regards to boundaries. I think they were very closely connected because... I was letting people like have this like access to me or control over me or like, you know, just hold over me in the sense of like maybe hanging out, maybe answering calls, maybe doing a favor for someone, all these things that I was like, I can't say no because people are going to think I'm a bitch. I also had this like deep rooted thought in my head where I'm like, I know everyone thinks I'm a bitch and then they meet me and like they know that I'm not. But like, I never want to give someone a reason to be like, oh, yep, knew it. She's a bitch. Like, so I got to do everything everyone asked me to do. Any favor in the world, I got to do it all. Like, and you run yourself so dry. And let me tell you who else you run dry when you do stuff like that. Your friends. When I pick up the phone to call Taylor Anna Grace and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so annoyed I'm doing this. They started to not have sympathy for me. Well, Anna Grace always, sweet baby angel, always had sympathy for me. Taylor would be like, bitch, I can't listen to you do this shit anymore because you are always saying this toughly. I got my tough love and I got my soft love and they're, they're great together. But Taylor would be like, you always do this. I, You say yes to stuff you know you're not going to want to do later on. And I'm like, I know. So... I think the day I started realizing that that's a me thing. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I'm also like that. It's a you thing. So you actually are overthinking every person being mad at you. People are never going to be mad at you if you say like, sorry, I can't come tonight. Like I kind of just want to like lay low and watch TV. That's another thing. I would like lie. I would be like, okay, I'm going to tell them like, 
because I can't just tell him I want to lay low and watch TV by myself. So that's ridiculous. So I'm going to say like, I'm so sorry. I have to, and I'd like create some big thing I have to do. And then I'd have to like make sure that it never like got caught that I wasn't doing that thing. Like that's just crazy. If it's actually one of your friends or even not a like close friend, if it's just someone you like know, no one's going to be upset with you. They're going to respect you. No one's going to be mad. They're going to have more respect for you for being like, oh, I just want to watch TV. I think back to my friends, like growing up, like Mary Carla was one of them growing up what um and the you know in my adulthood mary carl is one of them anna grace is one of them taylor's one of them these are people who absolutely have no freaking issues at all telling someone like sorry i'm just like not feeling it no i just don't feel like going uh actually do you mind if i just like go home you're like oh uh, okay i always never ever ever one time was ever mad at anyone doing that i was always like kind of wish i could fucking do that that would be that what, what, what a, how did they learn how to do that have this like swift little out they didn't learn anything they're just saying the truth they're just being honest and I think with boundaries in the sense of work, in the sense of friendships, like anything in life, like you've got to like have boundaries really. And if you're in a job where like someone's making you do way too many tasks that aren't yours to do, right? Obviously that happens in every job, but like, let's say it's getting just so aggressive. You're like, this is not my fucking job. Like, why am I at work and they're making me do all this shit, but I don't have the balls or the boundaries. I haven't set boundaries in place to make them think they don't, they can't do this to me. So I would say you just literally have to like you can come up with nice ways to do it but you can be like i've got a lot on my plate right now my l- workload for like my designated tasks that i am paid to do every day are like i'm drowning in them so i'm gonna have to sidebar yours right now and then like let them fucking sit on the sidebar and if they come back to you like hey did you have a chance to look at that like nope still gonna have to be sidebar i'm, I'm drowning over here still like n- got a lot going on until one day they'll realize oh she's not gonna do that is she and then it'll probably dig in their head Oh, that's not her job in the first place, is it? And you can't get in trouble because what are they going to do? Go to HR and be like, she's not completing this task that she's not responsible for. What the hell? Like, no. So boundaries are just so, the day I really, the day, which like last year, I really put my boundaries in place. I, oh my God, the, the peace, like no, no amount can prepare you for the, like, just, just peace you will have from putting boundaries in place. And they're not as scary as you think. Like, I thought, like, I could never do this. Like, they're so harsh. How could you be so cruel to someone? Like, it's not cruel to tell someone you don't want to go grab a drink because you just want to watch TV by yourself. That's not cruel. That's fucking normal. And a lot of us recharge by being by ourselves. And, like, you don't have to create a lie in your head. Here's another thing. If you want to hang out with one of your friends and you don't want your other friend to come with you two, you you can... Okay, well, I'll probably say that. That's kind of mean. But, like, you could say, like, oh, just me and Taylor hanging out tonight, like, and then offer them something. Do you, like, let's hang out tomorrow. You don't have to be like, well, if I tell her I'm hanging out with Taylor tonight, well, then she's going to be like, should I come over? And this doesn't happen to me very often, but I know a lot of people suffer with this. Like, they're like, I don't know what to tell my friend that's always trying to come. It's like always, or maybe a boyfriend or whatever. You can just, you immediately give them an option for the next time y'all can hang out by yourselves. Like, oh, okay, well, like, um, I'm actually going to be with Taylor tonight, but what are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing next Thursday? AKA like you can't come over tonight, but what are you doing next Thursday? I still want to hang out with you. These little things that I integrated into my life and, and the workplace and everything, like they have just helped me so much and you can be direct without being mean. And like I said, people will always respect you more for being direct. I respect the fuck out of people that are direct. You know, it's direct producer Courtney, you know, it's direct Taylor, Anna Grace. Like I respect people who tell me what they want, when they want it, and they're being honest about it. I respect that. It's not, it, it, you don't have to decode a puzzle. Like I so much would rather not decode a puzzle about someone's feelings. So to wrap all that up, you're probably overthinking it. No one's going to be upset with you for placing about putting a boundary in place. And if they are upset, a spouse, a person that you work with, a friend, if they are truly to their core, like this is fucked up, 
you might need to do a little autopsy of that relationship with that person because that's not a very normal response to someone putting a boundary in place. And you have every right to say, you don't respect my boundaries. I'll tell you who's really good at this one. Savage as fuck. Anna Grace will tell someone in a heartbeat, you're not respecting my boundaries. I don't operate like that. I don't move like that. No. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't appreciate this and I don't want to continue moving forward in our friendship. I'm like, ooh, see, I don't have the ball to say that, but like, good for you. So let, you know, respect your own boundaries or no one else is going to respect them in return. So I I think that is like why I did really well last year. I'm, I'm bringing it into this year. I, I think I brought it into my relationship with James and it's like helped our relationship flourish the same way he has boundaries as well. And yeah, I'm just like really proud of myself. And if you guys are struggling with that, I hope this helps because boundaries are life-changing. They are literally fucking life-changing and they will make you like so much happier and at peace. So we're going to just wrap it, wrap, wrap, wrap on up. And I love you guys. I'm very happy that uh, y'all are still listening to me just sit around and talk shit by myself. Love you. Cold sore out.